A warning. This podcast contains some f***ing bad language. Like that cop who was busted trying to snap motorists on their phones while dressed undercover as a window washer. So we've got a police here hiding, pretending to be window washers, and they dress up in hoodies and with, a, with a window washer thing. Jim Cawthorn presents The Fuck Up Files. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on the time you tune into this podcast. Uh, my name is Jim Cawthorn, and this is another episode of The Fuck Up Files, the podcast that has all their many stories of fucking up all filed away, and then episode by episode, we, we, we pull each one out to laugh at it, and more importantly, cringe at it as well. Hey, And for episode 10, here we are! God, I wish I had one of those... What are those things called? Were you party poppers. Party poppers. Confetti bombs. I wish I had one of those right now. Because this is episode 10. And joining me, the ever funny and always on telly, Kuna Forrester. Yay! Yeah! Thank you. Thank you so much. Just coming off the uh, comedy festival. Literally just been talking about it before we hit record here. Um, and how many more weeks we got? This is the final week, obviously. This is the final week, As yeah. we record this. As we record. It goes all of May. So, yeah, we're in the last week. So how did your shows go? I smashed it, mate. Fuck I yes. I opened in Wellington at Bats, yeah. and I did a week there, and I got it kind of good there, and then I changed it around a little bit for Auckland, and then I reckon I had my best show on closing night. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that's always the way. It's an evolving thing, these shows. Well, that's so. what I was going to say, because, I mean, I listened to um, I listened to ZD Morning Show, and Hayley Sproul, obviously. She was talking about how she was still, like, even, like, two weeks before the comedy, like, before it started, that she was still putting it together. Is it? That- oh, mate, that's classic. It's like... It's a comedian's way to sort of be underprepared all the time. <laughs> Even though we know Comedy Fest is happening about a year out, yeah. there's nothing like the pressure of time to get you to write your gags. Well, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I don't know if I could work that way, actually. I'd find it more, I'd probably like freak out and then be in the corner rocking in a panic. Well, that's the thing. You've got to test your work as well. So you could think that you've got the greatest show in the world all lined up, ready to go, and then you get in front of an audience and you have to change it. Like, you have to be malleable with it. Otherwise, well, of course, you yeah. suck, basically. But, yeah, so that's why it's sort of like a stressful, fun, crazy so time. Would you say your show was completely different the first night than it would be to the final night? No. The content's not different. It's the way it's delivered is a little bit different. Things were cut. Yeah. Things were added. The order was changed. But I think essentially the show was the same. Um, I just needed to change a few things around in order for like the energy levels. Like the second half was getting a bit boring for me. Right. I needed to end on a laugh, which is a real key thing <laughs> for comedians to remember. There's, yeah. there's a bit of a take home. <laughs> yeah. Try and end your show on a laugh. Yeah, yeah. Or just have laughs in general, especially for a comedy festival. Yeah, yeah it's kind of key. It's kind of key. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know one thing I found so intriguing, just uh, doing a little bit of homework on you? I've never met anybody that's done this. That you went to clown school? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. In France, hey, that's like the prestige. Is it? Is it the only clown school in the world? Or I don't know. Heaps of Kiwis have been there. Antonia Preble, Madeline Sami. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a few. It's not that fancy to go there, but um, it does cost a lot of money, and you do have to be pretty brave because this guy's an asshole. Oh, the right. teacher, Sasha Barrett Cohen, went there. Emma Thompson. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I thought this was like this most prestige, like clown school. Well, it's not like Hogwarts or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a studio in this tiny little town called Etomp in France, but he is very prestigious, the guy who teaches it. Right. He is the man and like he only teaches his way. It's really full on, but it's not um 
you know, people think they're going to go there and become funny. It's yeah. not comedy school like that. It's um, so you're not you're not actually learning to be a clown. Mm, well, I mean, I I guess like the art the art of comedy. I would have thought would have been totally like, yeah. So I mean, this sounds super cheesy, but <laughs> what he teaches you is how to find your inner clown, right? <laughs> so this isn't red nose kind of. I mean, there is red noses every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But essentially, what he teaches is you to find how to be your most funniest, beautifulest self on stage, right? Right. And so he's sort of just like cut the bullshit kind of guy. So if you are shit, he'll just go nut. And he won't tell you why. He'll just go, we don't believe you. We don't love you. And the moment you come on stage, we have to love you. Mm. So it's a really hard course. But um, he also gives you no feedback. So it's a real, like, you're in personal crises the entire time trying to figure out what works. Um, And then you just try lots of things every day. And then you either have success or you don't. Through his eyes as well. You've got to remember that it's just this one guy. Mm. Because some people get obsessed with pleasing him as well. So what what is he like when... If you do something that pleases him, he's is he like overly excited, or just, no, he's like, ah, oh, today you were not shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, they're brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. It's pretty funny. I mean, he's a crack up too, this yeah. guy, but it's, it's his pedagogy, right? So you sort of have to be interested in the in what he teaches before it's his what? you. What Pedag- What's that? Pedagogy, like his um his theory on theatre. Oh right. So. He teaches his way, so you sort of have to do a bit of research around him before you go. It couldn't just be for anyone that's like, I want to do stand-up, I'm going to go to that clown school. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot to do with acting as well and all that sort of thing. So And to be quite thick-skinned, would you say? Would it help oh, you? Yeah. yeah. You can't be sensitive, overly sensitive, right, otherwise yeah. you'll just cry the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done, and I spoke to my last guest, JJ, JJ Fong was last guest before, uh, or two guests ago before this episode, but she, I spoke to her about doing the Meisner technique. Oh, yes. Have you ever done that? No, hell no. Yeah, it's, like, that was, when I first moved here, that was the first acting class I did. It's so fucking full on intense. But I sort of feel like... <laughs> That would be similar if you haven't Well, done I them. guess it is in terms of Meisner being one technique, right? And Philippe Gollier having one technique. Yeah. So I think as actors and performers, you can't just learn one person's way and then be like, right, I've learned it. You have to learn lots of different things and then figure out what works for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. I heard about Meisner and was like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, all you Meisner peeps out there. But yeah. people would say the same about Gollier as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've had Meisner really weird, actually. In fact, I mean, I've never really, not that I've done a lot of acting stuff, but I've never really found a Meisner would work perfectly in the scene right now. Never been in that position. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I went to drama school for three years, and I've never gone, ah, that thing I learned. <laughs> yeah, it's coming in handy. Now I will employ it, but yeah. it's kind of like you've just got to fucking have loads of experience, I guess, and just learn what what you like to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you done much stuff overseas as well? I mean, obviously you're in... France with that bit of... Yeah, nah, I studied in France and then I went to London and just did the OE thing. Yeah. But it's where I started stand-up. <clears throat> it's where I started stand-up comedy because I knew I wasn't going to get an agent or anything in London. I was only there for two years and basically I was there to party, yeah. let's be honest. Mm. But I missed performing so I started doing a few open mic nights and that's when I first started comedy. Oh. Yeah, because I was like, fuck, no one knows me in London. Yeah, yeah that's Who a good cares? point, actually. That's a good point. It's a great place to try it out. Yeah, because, I mean, one thing, I mean, I've tried stand-up many times. I've had a few good sets, but, I mean, like, one thing that's always put me off is people, I don't sound so shit because you want people to support you, but at, at the same time, I'd rather have people, I'd rather perform to people I don't know. Yeah. 
And yeah. as soon as you get people go, oh, I'll come along, then it's like, oh, fuck, now I'm nervous. Yeah. And, yeah. Don't give up, mate. Why don't you just go to, like, small town somewhere in New Zealand? <laughs> That's the trouble. There'll be someone that fucking knows We're you. <laughs> there will be. be someone. I actually, as we dive into the first story right now. Okay. I'm just going to get right into it. Oh, great. It seemed like a perfect way to segue. Um... The story I want to talk to you about is, is it, well, it's actually, st- it's not my story, but it's a story that I've heard, and I know it's a very, um, well, it's a very well-known story, especially within the, the theatre, because well, obviously you do a lot of theatre, so I'm, I'm sure you would have heard of this yarn, and I, I have to say, I've never experienced such anxiety in my life hearing this story about this, this poor bastard situation. And I'm sure you'll know the story quite well, but I want to talk about the Jesus Christ superstar <laughs> weed brownie incident. Genius. God, it was good. <laughs> what a story. How many years ago was it now? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it would have been last 10 years. In no, la- of course yeah. it would have been. Yeah, in the last 10 years, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's like a story that's gone down in history among our circle of theatre people. Yeah. I mean, just just to give you a bit of a, I'll just, a, a little brief rundown of what the story is. So Jesus Christ Superstar is opening in Auckland. Um, quite a big... Who's the theatre company? Was it? It was either ATC or Silo Theatre, one of the biggies. Yeah, one of the big ones. Anyway, Jesus Christ Superstar, opening night. The lead gets given these brownies or cookies... Um, and my phone is ringing. You are popping off. No, I am popping off. Why is it? Go away. Um, and so, where was I? Yes, <laughs> opening night. The lead gets given these brownies. He has a couple, and then half an hour before the show is, is about to open, the wee brownies kick in. And so not only is he the lead, he's playing Jesus Christ Superstar. The opening scene, I think he's on wires. Oh, fuck You know, like he that. has to fly. He has to, <laughs> he has to sing. He has to dance. And also, what I love about this story is so funny, but he's never done weed. Like, he's not a weed smoker, taker, um, you know, so... Are we allowed to say who it is? Are we allowed to say names? Can I we think say? so. He's pretty chill. I mean, I've forgotten his name, but I know him. And I had it written down here. cool. Uh, hang on, I've got it written down here. I was going to find the tag. The funniest name we need to name bomb here is the person who gave him the brownies. I don't know who that was either. Oh, you don't. Christian Levercom. Yeah, Christian. Christian. Lever- yeah. yeah. Incredible he's, he's, performer. Yeah, he's quite a well-known sort of um, oh, yeah. stage performer. Yeah. Right? Not a big weed person either. So say if it had happened to me and I had to like go, oh, okay, I'm high right now. I reckon I'd be able to ride it out. See but on. it would be super stressful. Yeah. So, but for some guy who he literally didn't know what was happening to him, right? So you can imagine the audience is full. It's opening night. Everybody's waiting for the curtain to go up. Everyone can sense something's up because, sure, we go up late in the theatre, but this was like twenty minutes late. Oh, so something. they did. They did. They didn't start on time. They didn't start on time because he figured out that he was high. So he was like, "What do I do?" And then everyone freaked out. Oliver Driver, the director of the show, gets up from the audience and walks backstage. And so all of the industry kind of people are going, "There must be something up." 
Because this is yeah, like opening night. So opening night obviously is the big media night too, isn't it? Where they got the oh, press yeah. and they got all the celebs. Are there. The reviewers, reviewers are there. The reviewers. Oh are fuck in. this! It's even more. Oh god. Yeah, it's I'm a getting... full on. Yeah, and so everybody was like trying to help him, trying to help Christian. I think somebody gave him orange juice, you know, like just yeah. maybe coffee. Did all the things that you try and do, but essentially they had to make a call because it was a safety issue as well. Because it was such a big show. Yeah. With lots of technical things going on. But well, you he... got to think about the other cast as well. Like, <laughs> exactly. Did they, did they know? Like, did they know that something think, had happened? I think everybody knew, but they didn't really want to say. I mean, maybe the high, the weed thing was kept under wraps for a little while, but it right. was like he wasn't feeling well or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been in a situation where I've had a few too many cookies that I should have, and you can't even move. Exactly. That's the thing, too. So it's for not- somebody that's never had any... I don't think he even drinks, does he? Does it say? I had a brief look at the story. I've just lost the story again on my lap. I don't think he even drinks, but um, I can't find it, the story now. The friend who dropped these cookies off should have left a little note Well, saying, that's what I want to know. So this, the, who was the person that dropped it off? And was, was it deliberate, do you think? Or? I don't think it was deliberate. I think they were intended to be um, a little gift for after opening night, which is, again, notorious for like having a few drinks, whatever, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So um, the thing is, this podcast is going to go out. The texts are going to come flying in. <laughs> you're going to have to do a follow-up episode to this because people will be like, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking told him not to take them. <laughs> do you know who the person was that delivered the, the game? No, I don't. I'm so was sorry. Was it a close friend? or are you, It would have been Christian's close friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I also remember now that somebody told me they weren't even intended for him. They were someone else's opening night gift. And he went, oh, yum, chocky. Because, you know. I guess theater, passed around. Yeah, changing rooms. Things so are, dangerous, things though. Yeah. So there's nothing, like, nothing was mentioned on the wee note. Was, there was no note or anything to go. I don't think so. But maybe the person who received them knew that they were weed cookies and then it was just an accident. Like he just ate them by accident. Who knows? Fuck, that's so terrifying. Fuck, it's funny though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been on stage stoned. I've never either. And I've, I mean, I've, I couldn't think of anything more scary. I don't think it would be too... I mean, it depends how wasted you were. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Like, a couple of paths do a bit of stand-up, sure. Mm-hmm. I've never done it, but I think I'd be okay. Do you think you would be? See, I've, even then I get a little... Wow. I've done improv comedy with about five red wines under my belt. Oh, see, that's fine, though. Yeah, but that, I was like, ooh, that's two, one too many. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was, you've got to be sharp, right, yeah, for yeah. improv. You've got to be able to listen. And I think the drunker you get, the funnier you think you are. And that's just not funny. No, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few things of like now because I've had a lot of fucked up relationships, but haven't we all? Yeah. Um, and then one popped to mind that I've told it this a couple of times at parties and stuff, but I've never told it anywhere else. Um, but I, when I was first becoming an actor, you might know this. When you join an agency, you have to um, tick boxes of what you can do, mm. sort of like co-curricular things that also might help you get the job, right? And so I joined at my first ever agency, and it was like driver's license, tick, mm. speak to Del Māori, ticked it, 
it's still a bit of a lie straight away, you know. It's like, I can fumble my way through the basics. <laughs> yeah. And because I was like 21 and pretty confident, I just went, yeah, 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 to a lot of things. Fencing. Said yes. Fencing? Yeah. Why do you need to know fencing to be an actor for? Just in case you're in a sword fighting scene. Oh, fuck. Do you know what? Oh, my, I'm such a dickhead. Oh, did you think building fences? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it could have been. It could have been. I could have been That's like, That's yes. exactly what I was thinking. Farming, yes. <laughs> Can't put up a fence. Yeah. Horse riding, yes. <laughs> Fucking just like, and, and eventually I just went tick, 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 to all these things. Right? Yeah. And then one day, a few months later, hadn't really got any jobs yet. My agent rang me and said, you've got an audition for an ice skating commercial. And it says here on your thing that you can ice skate. And I was like, yep. <laughs> Again, oh, no. just this young, confident kind of like yeah. new actor. I was like, I can do anything. I probably ice skated ten times as a kid. You mm. know, like um, we had spent a bit of time in Dunedin in my childhood, and we used to go to the big chill ice skate and just like skate around to the fucking, you know, I don't know, the Finger Boys, the Finger Boys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, dun, 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 oh, dun, the bird of the chicken dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any school disco songs like yeah. from the nineties. Yeah, exactly. But I had no skills, you <laughs> yeah. know. So I was like, yeah, sure. And she was like, well, the auditions in two days' time, so um, show up at this time at this place. So I was like, okay. And so I went to Avondale Paradise Skating. And was like, I wonder if I can skate. Hired some skates, got on the ice, and I could go forward, mm. but. I was like, like walking like bad. a toddler, kind of. Yeah, I could yeah. get a little bit of a stride on, but yeah. like, I was still pretty wobbly. Mm. And for some reason, again, this is where all the fuck ups start coming in. I just went, yeah, no, I'll be sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sweet. Ass. Did you notice too, actually, how painful your feet get? And so sore. They do, eh? Yeah, oh, right by the arch. Yeah, yeah, because you're like. Like leaning in at well, weird times. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you get you sort of just balancing, aren't you? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so what anyway. happened? Come to. Okay, so then the the day of the audition rocks up, and I go to this place, a huge big ice skating rink in Howick or some shit. Is this for a commercial or it's for a commercial? Oh, yeah. yeah, but it must have been like an American commercial or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I see these people on the ice who are warming up, and <laughs> they've got their own skates. You know, they're doing pirouettes and shit. <laughs> Yeah. And like they've got proper, like all the gear and stuff. I rock up to like the big orange counter, you know, like, hi, can I get some size eight? She's <laughs> like, fuck. What? And still in my mind, I could have left at any point, but still I was like, nah, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then eventually it's my turn. And I knew these casting agents, the Dwyer brothers, right? And they had. Oh, this, yeah, I know the Dwyer brothers, yeah. Yeah. And so they, and sort of, they should have told me to just fuck <laughs> off as well. It's clearly written all over my face. <laughs> yeah. So he had a tripod set up on the ice and like five cones. And he was like, okay, Kudo, what you're going <coughs> to have to do is you're going to have to slalom through these cones. And slalom? Then, what is slalom? Like, zunk, 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 oh, you know, like, like a that. zigzag. Through, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zigzag through these cones, stop on the mark, and hold up the product and say the line to the camera. I was like, yep, piece of piss. <laughs> so I go back, and I start skating, and I can't, I mean, I can sort of turn, but I, it, he, what he requires is, like, zipping through these cones. I go, <laughs> all the way out to the, like, because <laughs> I've got no control, right? So I'm just like, <laughs> the camera's there. Sorry for people listening, but you can imagine, the camera's locked off on one shot, and I'm going out of frame, coming back in, out of frame. <laughs> Slalom, slalom, slalom. And then I can't stop, right? 
So I go past the camera, hit the wall, kind of shimmy back and hold the fucking um, product up, whatever it is. And we both get the giggles. And I was just like, that was so bad. I'm do you know so what sorry. I, do you know what I thought you were just about to say then? And we both got the gig. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why, what? And I got the job. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought surely um, I should just be sent home right this minute, right? So I was like, I'm so sorry. I can't skate. It's really bad. <laughs> and Matt. Or someone was like, um, no, no, that's fine. He was like, I was like, okay, I'll go. And he goes, no, you got to stay for the second bit. I was like, what? There's more? And he was like, yeah, we're going to do a group audition now. So <laughs> me and like four other ice skaters, we had to link arms yeah. and go around the ice skating rink as fast as possible. Like we were all friends, like best friends. And I just made sure that I put myself in the middle of the linked arm group. It just went, oh, I was just going to say, would you want to be in the middle? I would have thought I'd be on the well, I was worried about getting flung off, I guess, but I just sort of would put myself in a place where I could just be taken. Oh, I yes, guess. just stand there and just be glad along. And just sort of be like, <laughs> and they were all like, bloody down, I would have been like, <laughs> and I didn't get the job. Yeah, oh, well, not even a callback. Not even a callback. Fuck Can you footage. believe it? Do they have their footage? Someone's got their footage somewhere. Do you reckon they were like, oh, fuck Oh, I don't know if could have can skate. No, no, no. This will be funny. Let's watch you do this. Honestly, probably. <laughs> and I deserved that. I deserved it. Oh, fuck. This is so good. Oh, God. All right, Kuda. Well, before we wrap this up, um, I have to ask you, from our chat today. Yes. What have you learned today? I think what I've learned is... Um, don't lie about your skills. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't give people weed on opening night unless you've told them it's weed. Yeah, don't drug people before a big... Yeah. God, I'll be really pissed off, eh? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, what was... How did he feel about this? Does he... I mean, like, was this a close friend and you're still I talking he, to him afterwards, or...? I don't know. I need to do some research, but I think he was pretty pissed off, and rightly so. Absolutely. But also a fucking consummate professional and did the show. Like, yeah, well, that's hang on. We didn't even go back on there, did we? Yeah. So he did the whole show. Yeah, did the whole thing, and he would have just felt paranoid the entire time. I mean, maybe it helped. Jesus Christ Himself was probably kind of paranoid, right? Well, yeah. I've never even watched Jesus Christ Superstar. Is it quite an intense show? It's a spectacular. Oh, oh yeah, the music's like, great. Oh yeah, it's a huge show with like you can imagine entrances, exits, costume changes, lights, sound, singing. Some sort of wire technique where he had to, like, fly in. Do you know what probably would have helped the cause, too, was I would assume that he'd be on stage the entire time, wouldn't he? Probably. Yeah. Because yeah. that's as soon as you get off and there's like, fuck, I can't go back out there again. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, what have I learned? I have learned that, um, yeah, if, hey, if you ever want to skate smoothly within a group, be in the middle and link arms. <laughs> anyway, that is me done for another episode. That's our final episode for the season, actually. Wow. Hot dog, hot diggity dog. Uh, I am Jim Cawthon. Thank you very much, Cordo, for joining. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. For episode 10. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so. Jim underscore Cawthorn. Cordo, what's your... Give yourself a wee play. It's at Cordo Forrester, would you believe it? Yeah. At Cordo Forrester. Yeah. yeah. Follow along. I'm always doing stuff that I need people to come to. So, <laughs> You're like yeah. a wee Pied Piper, aren't you? Yeah. Come follow me. Uh, <laughs> If you want us to uh, the other episodes of the season, you can do so at Rover, uh, iHeartRadio, Google.
Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think that's where I have it all listed. And thank you very much for tuning in. Will we come back for season three? I confidently say yes. Me too. Yeah. Hey, could it? Why not come back for season three? I and, will. Um, financially, can we do it? We'll we'll talk to the bank about that later. Thank you very much, folks. Hooroo! Hooroo! Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha!